Harbinger, and then there's like another like James Bond dude kind of in their fold. Like, what's the the comic company name? Dark Horse. Dark, yeah, I don't know. Oh, you talking about Valiant? Valiant, yes. X remind me a lot of like Valiant Done Bad. Oh, really? Yeah, because like they have the spy espionage kill 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 shit, but like it wasn't clever. Mm. Mm. And then like a random number five, right? You didn't like how they killed the snipers? I like that he was a sniper and homegirl was like, yo, he's in the window. Yeah, you know? yeah. Fuck. Like, there's shit to enjoy, but... but yeah. Again, it's kind of... You, you, like, if we're talking, like, just a read, like, one read, and I can only get this snapshot, it loses yeah. to Mighty Mouse. Yeah. Cause it it's loses only... to Revival. It beats Robot, uh, robot Dick. Everybody but... beats Robot... Okay. <laughs> That was funny. That was the first one I read, and I was like, maybe nope. this is a mistake. <laughs> We have to find a way to keep adding robot robot ticks. Like that's the ongoing thread to like keep giving ourselves shitty things to read. And like, why do we keep doing this? Well, I purposely grabbed like an an eighties issue. Yeah, like, you, need I was like, you need something shitty, right? Like that. Yeah, helps. you need it. Oh. So I was like, I didn't know it was going to be that bad because because child me remembers it more fondly than that. But right. like, I want something from the eighties. I want something from the nineties. Like that was that's, that was my thing. I was like, let's get some different. That was a flip for me for Exiles. I was like, yeah, I remember loving this when I was a kid and shit, right? And just the whole aspect of it. And then picking it up, I was like, oh, it's the first one. And oh, I only like like three of these guys. And yeah, I'm not going to get yeah. anything. So it's all exposition. It's like, ugh. Yeah, I didn't I like it. Picks up. Yeah, I was like, I don't like any of this. <laughs> yeah. The only thing I liked is fucking um, the, when, they, when uh, the chef dude, whatever, the guy that pulls them all into mm-hmm. like, time and space, is mm-hmm. giving the play-by-play of where they came from. I was like, oh, shit. Yes. Yeah, I was a yeah. comic of just this. So you got issues. We got issues. Yep. Welcome our few fans. Uh, the cold open? <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know. That's the thing. That's what I was going to say to like, the two people listening. Third person that we just picked up. Uh, you're getting a, a sight behind closed doors. Like We got a new idea that we're, we're pitching out. You know what's cool? I, I listen to I listen to a few different podcasts. None of them none of them comic based, but nobody really does cold opens anymore. I don't know if you like. Why would you? I like if everyone's kind of trained to like. Let me hear that theme song. Let me hear. Yeah, that. but so. we we do cold opens. Oh, we do. <laughs> They're so we, cold we, that half of us <laughs> don't even know that we're recording <laughs> when we start recording. <laughs> you I can't get colder than that. They're so cold. Like Coke's been a... waiting for me to drop the f bomb, like misplaced, or like talk shit about like mayo. He's like, I got it. Yeah, I got Dang. it. It's not gonna be this one. I'm waiting. Maybe it could be this one. If you want to keep talking about ro- robotics, but let's oh, not. Jesus Christ. You got issues. We got issues. This is issues. So I don't know if you want to go through the premise of what this episode's gonna be. Coke. Are, you, are you giving us a back at it or what? Uh, but that's the thing. I don't know if this is an episode. Episode. Yeah, it's yeah, it's an episode. This is forty-five. Number forty-five. All right. I don't think it's gonna be an episode. Episode length. Doesn't so. matter. They don't deserve it. What? <laughs> Are you belittling the three people that listen to us? Like, I, I want to be honest with them. So I was like, hey man, like this is the pitch for the show. But you're like, nah, that's ugly. I'm not a, cold opens. I'm not a generous lover. Okay, I'm not a generous partner. I'm I'm mean. You don't have to be generous. You don't this is like a, it. I thought this was a 50-50 venture, but damn, can't get some 
sheets over here. <laughs> Back at it again like we never left. It's the Lethal Weapons. Coke and Dank. Dank and Coke. Yes, I fucked it up. <laughs> yeah. You do it again. I'll just change it or I can leave it. I don't care. Okay. Talk about, talk about how much of a not of a generous lover you are. If, if anything's staying in, it's that. Hey, Dank. <laughs> Hey, Coke. I was kidnapped by a gang of mimes. They threatened to do unspeakable things. Uh, <laughs> I can't even laugh. That was that's that's all, that's one that's it's funny when you read it when you say it out loud. You're like, eh. that's that's a that's a face to face joke because yes. you're doing mime things as you said that, and I'm like, ah, ah, yeah, yeah. I can't wait to hear Panama song over that though. Panama hat is gonna be. Oh yeah, it's gonna it's gonna hit, and then it's gonna come back, and nobody's laughing. <laughs> but the, 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 it's just like thinking about the joke. Yeah, like, you're like, is the regret of me? Like, was this funny? Ah, existential. Like, I knew we should have gone with the Viagra joke. If if I don't laugh, does anybody hear it? Oh man, there's a great Mexican joke right on. Oh well, well <laughs> <laughs> for next. You know what I love about the Mexican jokes and stuff that I've done here. Is that, like, <laughs> Careful. I've, no, well, no. Listen, I've done because I've done a couple here, and every time I say something, I don't remember which ones they were on previous episodes. You're always like, oh, "Shit, he's gonna say something. He's gonna say something stupid." And then they come out and they're not as bad as you think they are. No, they use they're usually pretty funny. <laughs> and so it's like, oh, okay. But as soon as you hear they're like, usually hey, dad jokes, which is kind of the the, the recipe to um, a good open. Is yes. If, <laughs> if six year old me would laugh at this, thirty <laughs> six year old me would laugh at this. <laughs> <laughs> gotta stay consistent because we haven't we haven't grown up at all no we spend 20, 12 minutes 13 minutes talking about not even this shit that we said we were going to talk about no that's 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 how we do that's called the cold open that's not a cold <laughs> open like that's a whole episode of a show like throw in three commercial breaks that's it man <laughs> see you next week so. i'd love to have a commercial break would you get some ad wall from some ad revenue that'd be nice it'd be nice to get paid yeah, <laughs> not gonna happen with three listeners, but hey, we don't know that. Depend who those three listeners are. Yeah, that's you fair. matter, other that's, people. That's as true. much as Coke says you don't matter, Dave says you do, and then I, Coke will say you matter again. I never said they didn't matter. I know that force a hand to make a division. Oh, now I want to profess my love to everybody listening. Well, but you already told me that you're not a generous lover, so I'm not a generous. No, I'm just talking shit. But I love to pillow talk. You see, so I will. <laughs> I will. I will. I'll tell them everything they want to hear, and then. Yeah, you got issues, man. And then ghost for weeks. We got issues, so I figured we, we issues, could actually right? talk for twenty minutes and just end it with, "Yeah, I have issues." You have, we issues. have issues, and that's that's the whole promise of this this episode is we have issues you we you got some issues i got some issues yeah we went into our grab bags and just pulled some random shit that we hadn't done in a long time which was exactly yeah something cool. like we're not going to focus on uh too much of the, the too much the, of anything really not too much of anything. i was gonna say too much of the big two but there's a lot of marvel books in this in this group it's just not the marvel heroes you used to 
But we yeah. we grabbed. I grabbed four issues. You grabbed four issues that we yeah. actually have, and um, we read them. We read all eight. <laughs> it was a tall order. <laughs> it's tall. There, some, tall there was some. Well, it was it was fun because it's fun that now that I'm now that we're done it because some were some were really interesting and some were not very good at all. Yeah, and we so. all own our force, so it's interesting to see where our minds were at specific times, or like reasons why we ended up getting these books. Like one of my reads was something that you threw my way, right? So you, it, it's cool to take yourself back into why you're a comic book lover. Yeah. Do you remember where you got these like the issues you have? Um, a few of them were just like on a random like, hey man, I got some extra cash. Let me go. Ah, talk okay. To, uh, comic book store which like that's gonna probably be weird to say very soon because i don't know how much those are gonna survive yeah. but like i do remember distinctly like picking up one book and be like all right like for me i'm a illustrator cover art dude mm -hmm. so i could care less like if i take the risk if the cover art like pulls me in i'm probably gonna buy it off what, what's yeah what's cool about cover art too like nice cover art is if the book does suck it's still a good display piece right like you can <laughs> Yeah, like you put that in the front, you'd be like, "Yep." Yeah, exactly. Move past that, but look at the first. Yeah, but the cover is really cool. So you don't don't open it. Just you can laminate that shit yeah, and just, hang just it up or frame it. it, right? And it's such a weird, like, other dynamic to look at comic books as, right? Because initially you get into it for the picture, the cartoons, and the story, but like then design starts to play into it, and like color, um, depth, contrast. Like there are things that you start pulling out as you become, I guess, an avid reader, I, I can recall opening a page of one of for the first time and going through the panel and be like, this is it. I got to pick this up, right? Like I have two stories for two of those picks. So oh, sick. All it's right, cool. cool. Like, yeah. If we want to get into my number one. Yeah, let's do, yeah, let's do your first, yeah. It's a Savage Dragon from 2000, number 75. And we will give credit, obviously, to the artist, creator, Eric Larson and the, well, they have a few people because they do lettering as well as colorists. So we have Chris Ipalupis, <laughs> Ruben Rude, and uh, Abel Mouton. But this is all, again, Eric Larson's property. And it's, it's Savage baby, right? Dragon. Yeah. Um, Image Comics, Savage Dragon, which is essentially just a giant mutant lizard man who's also a cop. Seems simple enough. But this issue is already so far gone because he's like on a spaceship and like dealing with all this intergalactical extra shit. So like it's already deep in his kind of lore and with all of his nemesis because you get the Dark Lord there and then like his side character and stuff. So like this, like it turned into like a crazy sort of let's throw everybody in. And because it was a double issue, you get even extra issues. Did you get the fun like comic strip at the end? Oh post uh dark lord comics and that was fucking awesome too right so yeah savage dragon's on the ship and he's trying to figure out what's up from down essentially um he's meted by the dark lord that he doesn't really understand is the dark lord and he sees this tiny little version of himself who happens to be malcolm which is his son and i believe actually ends up taking up the mantle and they do a run for malcolm uh dragon which is kind of cool oh do they really See, this is interesting because i remember growing up not to, not to cut in but like I remember seeing Dra Savage Dragon all over the place, and I never read his stuff. I just, I don't know why I never, 
like he looks interesting, but he's got a very distinct look. But I was like, I never. Really... Yeah, and, and and that's kind of the spinner. There's nothing really out of pocket of him. He's just a like an actual man dragon who decided to become a cop, right? So mm. he's a mutant. Like he has obviously the super strength, but he's trying to live like this normal life. And most of his occurrences are either by either these larger than life like characters that obviously in a mutant world that kind of happens, right? Superhero world, or like day to day like bullshit five o police shit, right? Because how often do you get pulled over by a dragon <laughs> with a badge? <laughs> yeah. And he's beefed. He's huge, right? He's so th- this, is, this is a weird issue because it's kind of, what I was saying earlier, it's kind of like the season finale for whichever run that they're doing before. Like it, it completely changes because he has a face-off with his, his nemesis at the end, right? Like there's all this shit going on. Like uh, he doesn't know if this is his son. Uh, he doesn't know if he's getting gamed. Doesn't know what's like, real, right? Yeah, and the comics, like it's, beautiful in the fact that they celebrate how crazy the setting is like they're on a ship but they do all this crazy stuff with like when he finally squeezes dark lord i guess we're spoilers we're a spoiler cast oh yeah we're just going all in with these these are spoilers Um, for all these comics and some of them are from like the the color blast and like they do full (laughs) double page and fucking just murals of like the ripple effect of what happens when he fucks up this tiny little guy with his giant brain who i guess uh, his full power set is like he can manipulate kind of the situation. Like I think he's uh, to use a a Marvel reference, a, a Jamie Maddox in terms of like creating realities. Yeah, kind and of. He, yeah, and brainwashing and shit. And then you see the ramifications because like the world essentially explodes. Like some of the final pages of that first issue, first in like this came with like three other issues attached to it, which was kind of cool. Is just the tiniest version of Savage Dragon, the like even tiniest version of Dark Lord as he's like <laughs> laying back, and then like a red sea and just rocks exploding off the page. So like I have a first read, it's just like wow, Savage Dragon is pretty fucking badass. He's- yeah, yeah, when he, yeah, because he pops the guys. In. So what would that so the little guy? Do you, how much you know? Like the short because there's, there's like two versions of Dark Lord, and there's just, like the yeah. kid version and then like the adult version. The kid version is like his past self or the the adult version is his future self is that is that how it works i remember i don't know because like the whole joke of how we're going to rank it is i end up going forward instead of backwards Mm because i know we have a savage dragon uh episode coming up i only remember the tiny version right so if there's a larger version out there i want to believe i want to say that this is younger version of him but again comic lore i got to read up some more and plan too it, it could go either or and i'm already kind of invested like yeah. savage dragon just kind of seems like that boy scout like oh fuck man i just happen to be in this wrong place like he's still playing that cop shit but the fact that it turns into a savage world after this issue which is a good read right like back to our scaling system this is a read for it like i picked up this issue randomly and i'm like oh i read it and then i kept reading and that's kind of a good sign of a title if uh, you want more of it did you want to read did you want to read because i kind of like this is the like it throws you it's like a season finale i kind of wanted to read back an issue or two just to kind of see how they all got here because he's what he's looking for is like lost friends and then right. he runs like he's in a spaceship and it's like, there's a lot thrown at you at once and it doesn't it's, yeah. not that it's, it's not that it's confusing it makes sense everything makes sense but you're kind of like how did they get to this point you know what i mean yeah he fights a whole like mob that vanguard like teleports there like essentially he's fighting like another avengers team like he's got his own like captain america um ally there's a lot going on but to reverse what you're saying like it just made me want to read more and like the fact that it was a season finale and the next one started a new 
Savage Worlds, like a whole new title. I was all gung ho on that shit, right? Like, did you, did you can you always read? get caught up, but the fact that I want to keep moving forward. So you read you read number seventy six. I did. One after this. So would okay, so my question is would would you is this one even required reading or would you just start with seventy six? Seventy six is a new title, so yeah. um, good place to start if you want brand new with Savage Dragon, but. With We Have Issues, it's kind of like if you pick it up and you like that one thing, you can yeah. kind of go any direction. And right. I, how old is this property, right? Like by this point, they've already had, and to his credit, they've already like done Son of Dragon. And I'm sure there's like another type of spinoff. Like I would recommend the character based on this one issue. It's fucking awesome. That was a season finale. And look how it peaked both of our interests in two different ways. Yeah. I wanted more going forward. And you're like, oh, give me everything to get to this point. I mean, that's, that's a good success rate. Yeah, because I, I was because I'm wondering like because my the reason is because like I like well how did they get there but then almost like is this kind of like a because when he pops the guy's head which is which is crazy like you're saying <laughs> like a uh, pimple <laughs> yeah he just he just and he's like a kid too um it's almost like is this like a is this like a flashpoint universe you know what I mean right. like is that is that what he's creating here by by because he keeps saying you don't know what you're like he's like the dark lord's like you don't know what you're doing if you destroy me he's like. I well, don't care. <laughs> here, that's the game that we'll make out of it. Like, what do you think? How do you think he got to this point? And I'll be like, how, what do I think is going to happen past this point? Oh, Even sure. though I know. But, like, that's one of, like, this could just be, like, a manifestation that ended up, he pushed the wrong button and ended up where I know he ends up because I read for it. But, yeah. like, that's the cool thing about the comic, comics and, like, having that comic brain. Like, already you thought of different ways that, like, you're like, what the hell's going on but it never threw you off to like stop reading or be like oh this no. sucks there's too much going on you're more like where did these guys come from i wonder yeah. what this back door is this guy like oh shit he just popped this kid's this kid's brain yeah that's <laughs> he's, like he's wearing overalls like when you yeah. say he looks like a child like they they like, the artist and i guess the intent the creator made it to be like this whole kind of standoff between Savage Dragon, who's still in jeans and like a tucked in shirt. <laughs> yeah, there's no, there's no, there's no, there's no spandex in this man. He's just. I mean, maybe the shirt because the shirt has weird dimensions. <laughs> the, uh, other times, like the fact that the whole dynamic is you looking at this would be hero crush this would be villain, but it looks like an adult beating up a child. Yeah, that's exactly. That's what I was like. So, this is weird. It, it's fucking awesome and weird, yeah. and again, gets your mind wondering like how did he get here like is this the only way that he could be dark lord that he had to be a child to do it and yeah and that's and that's my kind of like i don't want to say flaw but that's kind of my thing like i, I suck i always suck at uh picking up comic books like mid-stride because okay. i'm like i know i need to start at, at yeah. least at least the beginning of this arc because i don't know like because i'm always have so many questions how they get here what does this what does this mean because there's so many guys that just pop up in this right right and not knowing the lore uh it's like who's this guy which is because you know, like the and the one, um, what's her name? The the female one, Super Patriot or whatever her name is. Yeah. Like, who's this girl? Like, she she's fighting him, but then they're friends. So I was like, <laughs> yeah, yeah she's straight up like, that's not your son. And I was like, yeah. wait a minute, it's like Bori, like. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like that, that's a lie. It's like, but then they're cool it? and yeah. So, but it's interesting though. But the, the thing though, like not knowing anything really about this run, uh, mm -hmm. this is actually. a cool issue because i was like i understood enough what was going on I right was like, i was into it i was like all right this is this is i'm into this so artwork is beautiful vibrant pacing is amazing like you're not missing a page like the reason that they have a colorist like they do or a bubbleist or a fill-in whatever i said earlier mm -hmm. because they like really utilize the fact that like words take up a lot of the pages like mm -hmm. word sounds and they do that in so many different ways like the first page is like a boom 
That's right. And yeah. that's a distinct kind of like cover and stuff, right? So like it's enjoyable for like more than just one reason. Plus it gave you like those three extra like goofy cartoons in the end. Yeah, I, I personally like the, the, the panel where um Buddy gets that sword thrown through his, that, his <laughs> chest and it's like all you see is thunk and it's all like go to hell. I was like, yeah, that's what I'm talking about. Yeah, solid. Would you uh keep reading or that's it? I keep I keep reading this, yeah. Right. I would keep reading. This is this is actually this is interesting. Stay tuned for our Savage Dragon episode coming up soon. Yeah, I'm um, going to my first one. Let's get it right into the think of it. 1986 Robotics Number One. Kanach. Robotics Number One, written oh look at it, written and drawn by the same guy, Herb Trimp. What's funny about this is that it's it's Marvel, right? right? And it's from 1986. This is one of the like I just I don't know where I got this from. This was like I this was like a bargain bin. Like I was into comics as a kid, so my, I know my parents just went out. I don't know. This is either okay, this is one of two things. Either my parents went out and just grabbed a bunch of random comics and was like they brought them home. I was like, Oh here this or it was something that I saw and I was like, That looks so awesome. Because the cover's got a bunch of weird looking robots like they're about to face off. What I didn't know is that this was based on a TV, like a cartoon. <laughs> and it was actually Marvel's attempt to uh, rip off Transformers. Oh, you didn't you didn't pick that up? I didn't. No, as a kid, no. I was just like, I just was like, oh, I, I didn't know. Like, I didn't, um, this is nineteen eighty six, so I'm so fair young. Enough. I'm saying now, but yeah, no, fair enough. Back at the time, like, oh, I, I'm just like, oh, giant robots. Robot. Yeah, can't go wrong. <laughs> let's let's do it. what what could be wrong. And yeah, obviously, I like. There's a this is this is a text heavy book too. And it's a lot of text about nothing. Yes. Well, it's, it's about robots. About, <laughs> yeah, it's <laughs> it's so like the I know like the beginning panels are so obnoxious. Like I can't the the names of everything. Like things are just named comp like just complicated spelling and stuff just for the sake of it. Do you know what I mean? Like, uh, where's the thing? A you didn't like Argus. That information is life or death for the men in the small scout ship. They're about to be pulverized by an Edronian dreadnought of the Zanki, Zanki class. It's like, yeah. what? This is the first it, page. I'm it, like, someone wrote that sentence, but only wrote, like, insert, and then came back later and, like, what's, what's a weird long thing that we could say that'll throw things off? That's exactly what, no, that's exactly, what, that's, how, that's how I got this. It's like, let's come up with the most complicated names we can and throw them in there to make it look like it's very Star Trek-y. Yeah, like, <laughs> like we thought about it earlier. And, and the weird thing is, it, for me, the one time I did enjoy it is when it picks up and they do aliens and shit. But every yeah. time they were oh, doing yeah, yeah. humans, I was like, this, that's where like, I completely got like, this is a bad imitation of Transformers. Yeah. Transformers are only like other fucking giant robots that actually care this much about humans. To like ask them like, hey man, how's your day going? Like, like yeah. what? Like, fuck these guys! Like, you should be conquering these motherfuckers. Yeah, or well, they should be battling you. Yeah, well, to to start the the I didn't even get to the, the light premise is like a scout ship of humans is shot down <laughs> on a strange planet, and they they crash this planet, and then they end up meeting these giant robots that are fighting each other. Yeah, there there shouldn't be as much exposition to explain that. No, <laughs> no, and then they go in like, and then the robots aren't really robots; they're aliens that have been transferred into robot bodies by some freak reaction, some supercomputer. Like, I'm like, what is going on here? Like, yeah. why, why are you, you had me at where we crashed on a planet of robots, giant yeah. robots, just 
just end it there. No, it's like, no, there's actually alien races that have been at war for so long, but this race is building a, sh- a spaceship and this mm-hmm. race built a supercomputer and then t- they want the spaceship to leave, but yeah, the supercomputer, like, I'm like, in, in your fir- In your first issue, <laughs> you gave me all In your that. only issue. Like, <laughs> this only goes one. This is one issue. You, that's it. They got to give you all that robotics, you know? I also, uh, there's a the part where they crash. Like, if, if you're... Even if you weren't sure this was a direct ripoff of Transformers, when right. they crashed in the plane, did you catch the, the bubble where he, one person, one of the people goes, hmm, I think there's more than meets the eye here. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, guys, come on. I mean, they, they, they're looking for jobs at this point. This is their resume to get on the, the writer's team for Transformers. Yeah, very, yeah, corny, corny-ass dialogue. Oh, that, and sorry, instead of... Um, Instead of uh, Autobots and Decepticons, which sounds cool, these are the, these are the Protectons and the Terracors. And yeah, I think it's the Terracors that literally said, "We retreat in order and with honor, Argus." That's <laughs> what we possess, Compucor. Your kind and these humans will be as nothing to us. We shall never give up. I was like, <laughs> did you did you like how did you did you like how you could tell who the villain was, like out of the humans? Yeah. from like the first page it's just some guy some smarmy asshole with, like he's the only guy with dark hair for one thing and he's just like always yipping about he's just so negative about everything that goes on <laughs> I, I was hoping they were gonna go star trek and like red shirt him and like kill him off but he stuck around before yeah no he stuck around yeah and that's the thing that's not even a, like a fun comic where like it's boring, but like, you kill off a lot of things. So, like, maybe at the end of it, it's like one human and one robot kind of shit. It's like not all of them keep introducing more characters, and then and, and then like more convoluted like storylines. I thought there was like at the beginning, I thought there was only eight people, and then it turns out there's like twenty of them. <laughs> and I was like, what the fuck? Like, what? What? Yep. Oh, that 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 pesky Kanak! I tell you, yeah, you can't you can't stop Kanak. But it, yeah, it ends with bad guys. The bad guys team up with the bad robots, and the good guys team up with the good robots. And when they drive, when they jump into their cockpit, they're able to transform into different um, forms. Is that the right? Yeah, forms, right? They're not, they're not transforming into cars. They're just transforming into like. You keep talking about a book that I'm pretty sure you're not gonna see. I'm never gonna read this again. I never <laughs> want to read it again. I thought it was like I remember as a kid thinking this was cool. I. Fucking hate it. It took me two days to read one issue because I was like, I can't. I just can't with this. It's yeah, so... I powered through it. Gosh, you are. I told you, I was literally doing uh, Grimlock voices for most of the characters. And that... Yeah, did, did that make it better? Curse you, Jirok. Stand still. <laughs> it did, but it was still terrible. So, yeah. I don't buy this, Exeter. I still say that ship will never get off the ground again. Lupus here is with me. That's right. <laughs> we, we may have to do... Um... A full reading of robotics. No, no kidding. A voiceover. It's the only way. What a waste of goddamn time. All right. (laughs) I did. uh, Thanks for recommending me. (laughs) Yeah, this was. I did Exiles number one. I was sorry. I was excited about this too. That's the funny thing. (laughs) About the episode, about this issue. About this issue. Oh, you. I remember this. Let's read this. You you poor, poor soul. You have issues. God, yeah. You have issues. Um, I did Exiles one uh, from two thousand and one. I don't. I don't think this is the first first one. I think there might be one before it. But like I'm, yeah. I'm briefly familiar with Exiles, so I remember yeah, there was there was one in like ninety mid nineties. And I think that one had Sabretooth, and that was for me the shit when I was a kid. It was like Sabretooth, like Blink, 
Psylocke, right? Psylocke, yeah. So, like, picking, I remember picking those up and be like, that's my team. Because I was already all in on X-Men. If you haven't listened to our X-Men Hawksbox docs, I think we have another one coming up. But we have a whole series going on to how much we fucking love X-Men. This was just another extension too, which that universe is a fucking amazing with, with just giving me other reasons to be included in fucking X-Men universe. Um, but this one was not what I was remembering and not what I expected. <laughs> no. First of all, um, I can't get over the cover because for the life of me... You don't know what anybody is. Well, yes and no, but that weird top character that looks like... Um, Ray-Bill. Clay, Clay's face? Yeah. It's supposed to be Thunderhawk? Yes. Sorry. Yes. Um, yeah, Thunderhawk, right? I'm not getting... Who do I was, who's the dude from Mortal Kombat? No, Thunderbird. You think I think Thunderbird? Thunderbird, yeah. That's what I get. Thunder, Thunderbird is X-Men and Thunderhawk is Mortal Kombat. No, is... is it? Not Mortal Kombat. Street Fighter. No? Yeah. Killer Instinct? Who's the Killer Instinct dude? Damn. All right, I'm on a different tangent. Anyway. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's supposed, I'm to look Thunder- up Thunderhawk. That's supposed to be Thunderbird, and then you open it and you see what Thunderbird actually looks like, and you wonder who had a stroke on the cover, because <laughs> like he's missing half of his face, and it's like sinking into his body. Got no nose. It's it's weird, and that's just the beginning of Exiles. Um, the team is not bad, right? It's Magnus, who's got the greatest manly name ever, Magnus. But it's in this universe, he's the son of magneto and rogue i appreciate that they gave him that white strand of hair just i mean you got to tie it all together right and his power set's fucking nuts too um you have mimic who as was once an x-men but kind of i guess based on this was too much of a dick they're just like i'm gonna go do my own team because he kept stealing everybody's powers yeah well mimic Mimic was the he was the leader of the x-men in his in his at at one point version his reality right which i thought was kind of interesting what he seems like. Anyway, we'll get into that later. Um, Morph, who's always awesome for different reasons. This one, his outfit's super. Anyway, um, Nocturne, who's the daughter of Nightcrawler and Scarlet Witch, which I was like, that's fucking amazing. Is that who the mom was? I didn't, re- I didn't yeah. catch that. I was wondering, Scarlet Witch. I was wondering who the mother was. That's her cool. grandmother's Mystique, so like, you love that whole family. Any, anything blue, I'm usually down with. This Thunderbird is supposed to be like an offshoot of like a meeting with Apocalypse and him like saying like, yeah, I'll be one of you. So he got upgraded, but yeah. he, he doesn't look like anything. And no. he, it's not consistent throughout the, like the issue, like his face and body proportions change. And I'm like, this is not quality at all. Right. So like that throws you out of it. And then uh blink blink is the last one who I, th- she's the one we start with. She's supposed to be like the, the main. Yeah. She, she's always been a, a standard throughout, um, the comic runs, but this this was so far from what I remembered. This was like, I guess, a new start, a new cast, a new, why not, a new number one. And yeah, sure, it's like, again, like robotics, uh, robotics, I don't know why I said it weird like that. Um, robotics, giving me robotics. It's like heavy on the exposition, right? Like they have to give you everybody's backstory, but like, it was so, not painful, it was just like, they didn't need to do this. Like with these type of characters, you could have done it in such a funner, cooler way. And like had them working together kind of faster. The one kind of few page panels. Oh, I didn't give credit to, sorry, writers. Um, writers are uh, Judd uh, Winnick and the artist is Mike McCone. 
and again, sorry, like there's not really a lot going on in this issue. It's essentially they're all getting plucked from their individual times and told like, yo, you guys can't go back to you fix shit. Because all of you guys are weird anomalies. So yeah, like, it's, it's, yeah, it's all set up. So you're, you're just learning all this like office politics and kind of re-re-ration. And it's like, I don't care about all this stuff. Like I've, I only really care about like two of these characters and everyone else is just kind of like, what's going on? What's happening? And they needed that weird exposition Butler dude to be like, this is where you came from. And like, that's the only panels I liked when they were showing their backstories from where they come from. Yeah. He was like a timekeeper or something, right? Yeah. That, uh, the... Yeah. It was something along those lines. They they get dropped in the desert, and they're tasked with finding their greatest leader, which they believe like it ends on a cool cliffhanger too, right? Yep. Like which they believe is Professor X. So like they all band together to go find where he is in their timeline. There's a lot of things going for Exiles because essentially it's it's like a ragtag group of mutants that can kind of fuck with time, and they're sliders. And if anyone remembers that '90s show, Sliders, like pretty simple pretty cool premise right like i don't really know you but we're working together now right like this is the team you try and change time moving back so spoilers again we don't care um they end up finding professor x but when they bring him back they figure out or he lets them know that he's not kind of on the level he's actually a villain professor x which is kind of awesome yeah he's like radicalized right um but we don't know to what extent because that's the cliffhanger how the first one ends I just wish they didn't wait so long to get them into action because with a group so varied and power so ranging from one dude can freeze you into metal completely. Another dude can steal all your powers and manifest it to himself. Like there's so much fun stuff that you can be doing with these guys. Um, it was like, this shouldn't be as hard it is to get through as it is. No. And it was, a, it's a long issue too. It's longer yeah. than normal. And it's, it's not great. Did you, you can, you can tell this is like an early, Ott's title, late '90s title, because of yeah. how perverted Morph is. Did you? <laughs> yeah, like, uh, he, was, he was really pushing the gun on a lot of things. Jesus, all he does is like talk about porn and and um, hit on the female characters, like sleaze, like sleazy hit. Yeah, like, and, I, <laughs> and like you just met them too, right? So like, yeah. you know, trying to work that in of like, oh, let me get to like, what's your name? It's just like, um, and like they kind of sexualized uh, Nocturne too a little bit yep. too, talking yep. about like changing in front of thunderbird and it's like i just met her right like and she's a like she's one of the people i liked like just seeing her like you get that whole nightcrawler connection she was the most interesting to me with the knock yeah. i didn't know her mom was scarlet which i either i missed that or i wasn't i don't know i'm some like, extra shit yeah um and then and that's some of the charm of like the characters that you assembled right like you don't have to do a lot of extra you think when you have these type of characters i i think they were still coming off of the Age of Apocalypse run, which yeah. kind of changed the whole X-Men landscape. Yeah. So it was an easy type of reset. So cool, but like, I wish you were more dynamic with this type of property for the first one. Well, it's, what's, it's interesting because with, with a book like this, with, with random characters like this, you can, the exciting thing about it is that you can do anything with them. Like you can kill right. off whoever you want. There's gonna be no big deal. The issue with this one, I know it's the first issue, but it's very run-of-the-mill. So it's kind of like, oh, yeah, here they, they meet in the desert, and then they get told it's, what to it's, do. It's such a cookie-cutter for not a cookie-cutter yeah. idea. You exactly, yeah. You didn't even need to give us the timekeeper, dude. Like, you no. could have just thrown us them in the fire with them and them trying to figure out who they are, what they got to do, and fumble through it. As a reader, that's way more interesting than let's assemble them and not yeah. even like, hey, like, let's go to their time and pull them out. It's... One by one, they literally just started falling out of a hole in the sky. 
Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 They just, yeah, exactly. Like, hey, like, hey, what are you doing here? It's like, ah, uh, like, nah, not, not for a fucking. Who are you? Oh, you can keep hugging me, baby. Like, <laughs> there's, yeah, there's a little bit of that. It's funny. I don't know. Like, I and I think back, like, did I when I read them back then, did I even notice or care about shit like that? Or is it just because I'm older about, like, uh, super sexualized things? Or, you know, like, it's... Probably not as aware as we are now. No, I'd, I'd imagine not. Because there was a time where I was reading about girls in comics before I got to talk to girls. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It wasn't a long time, but there was a time. Like yeah. that's an, there, there's a mark because I've been reading comics as lo- as long as I've been reading, right? Mm-hmm. And different versions of it, which has been the fun thing looking back of like a couple of your picks are like, oh shit, I do remember reading these type of comics. But unfortunately, Exiles number one, two thousand and one is. Uh, I'm not going further with this one. No, I uh, I I don't blame you. I I yeah. I recommend the first run, and I think like ninety six. Yeah, I think it was nine. It was something like that. It was like ninety three or ninety four. Yeah, something like that. I'll find it at some point. But uh, yeah, I remember that being more fun and more crazy. So I I can only imagine how my uh, evolved brain reads everything that you're saying in the nineties. Uh, so we'll move on to my second second one. Yeah, yep. is a is a dark horse comic uh, named X. Just X is the is the number fifth. So number I was gonna say number fifth. That works. What a moron! It's the, it's the it's the number five. It's the fifth. You have fifth. issues. I have issues. We have issues. <laughs> I have serious issues. Fifth issue is from 2013. Written, <laughs> written by Dwayne Swarzynski. God damn! At the show there, that's the joke that you need to start with. What's that? The heavy lifts. I, I can't talk. Me every time. Dwayne Swarzynski, who's done a lot of work uh, for Marvel and other things, uh, and drawn by Tony Parker. Not from the San Antonio Spurs. No, I was just—I was actually going to make a joke about that, and I was like, "Ah, I bit my tongue, but you stepped up to the plate, so thank you for that." This is this is. I remember buying this because it looked crazy. Because if yeah. you ever if you ever if you've ever seen X, he's literally a man in black with a like full mask and like combat gear with a big red X over his face, and he only has one eye cut out. And then he's, he's got that he's got that clasp around his neck with the padlock on it. Yeah. Which is like, what the fuck? So he, is this? he went to school for practicality. Like, yep, this day one shit, man. I like how he's mopping the floor of all these guys <laughs> with literally one eye. Like, he's, his other eye is covered up. So his, his peripheral and left side is completely gone. But, yeah, there's some like bend, bend your reality, like mind shit on like, I have to ignore this in order to enjoy this because how? Yeah. Yeah. And this is this is um, this is the beginning of the second arc. So the the last issue, because I read up, I remember having all these these issues. I think I read up to the double digits somewhere. I stopped eventually, but it's crazy violent. And this is the this is an issue after he's he just killed like the big mob boss in the city. So now there's like a power vacuum, and he's trying to kill off everybody who's daring to step up into the big boss's spot as is tradition is basically what it's called um mask stay on imagine I the, the hustle because he literally says in one panel masks stay on yeah and he's trying to get like help from whoever the girl with glasses is yeah ferguson his sidekick he, yeah so like i like i feel like dude understands his craft <laughs> yeah well that's why he's got the, that's why he's got the lock on his 
on his neck so he yeah, can't he's take not the mask off. <laughs> it's crazy. <laughs> but he's kind of imagine the way I the way I describe him is imagine Daredevil with Punisher ideals. Nice. That's kind of because you know what I mean like he's he's acrobatic, he jumps around, he's got the the costume on, but he kills everybody. If you're bad, you're dead. I would add in um, a Judge Dread level of morality. Yeah, yeah. Book with a code, and he's constantly killing by that code. A lot of kill shots. <laughs> a lot of fucking kill shots. A lot of deaths. He even like so. This is yeah. He he ends up in earlier in previous issues. He actually rescues this girl from some sort of crime stuff, and she she joins up with him. Like she tracks him down to to actually help him, not realizing just how fucked up this guy is. Right. So when she when he enlists her help to track down these new this new group called the rents which is a bunch of snipers and one guy named the accountant they get the they get they have the basically they have the ledger the, the crime board that he the crime lord that he killed in the previous issue had right. like a had like a, a ledger of everybody who owes him money so the accountant steals this book and now he's going to start leaning on all the people that owed berkshire money and now he's going to take over the, the the payments right that's that's right. his whole plan and X kind of he tricks Ferguson into helping him take them out, and she, <laughs> and she's like, he tells her they're just gonna teach her. He's just gonna teach them a lesson. He ends up just sniping them all <laughs> right in, <laughs> right in front of her. Like I thought that was like that's the kind of shit that Punisher would pull, and that's why I said like Punisher ideals. Like he's just like, well, they're bad. She's like, well, you just killed them. He's like, yeah, they're gonna hurt you. Yep. So you know they're gone now. But. There's blood everywhere. Yeah, they're gone. Are you coming or not? Like he's just so like straight to the point, you know? Yes. There's like there's not a dude that you're gonna like peel back layers. Like he's everything on the surface. Yes. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Straightforward. And that's like Punisher too, right? Like Punisher, like uh, like uh, I'm not gonna reveal that I have like a pottery wheel in my like corner room. Like I like to kill. I'm gonna kill. You want me to kill this guy? All right. Dead. Yeah. Oh, this guy's this guy's a rapist, murderer. Okay, dead 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 so it's it's exciting in that sense if you like just sheer violence yes um i like i said i did continue i don't remember how it all shakes up which goes to show you maybe how the quality of the book right it's it's a fun one read like i'm glad it's kind of like the oh this is kind of yeah. cool. i wonder what this is about you read the issue and you're kind of like all right i get what this is about i'm perfect review because that's why i'm not gonna say i would read further it was yeah. exactly what i wanted in that one issue I kind of got everything I needed to know about the guy and there's not much more that's pulling me to find out more about what's going on in his world. Yeah. It was kind of, I got in that one issue and that's rewarding in itself, but I guess you don't really get that audience member, right? If they don't want more of what you're giving them. Yeah. There's, there's a, there's a crowd for this, for this book out there. Like there's definitely a, a spot for that. Um, I don't know if like you, like you said, I don't know if I really, it's for me, but right. it, like, I don't regret reading it. I'm glad that now, now I know what it's all about. So I know what this guy's about now. Yeah. You know, reading got, some Deadshot, got some dead shot in there. Yeah. Not dead shot. What's his fucking, what's a eye patch. Wilson. Deathstroke. Deathstroke. Yeah. He's, he's, he's very, he's very much. A, the ones, the one I gave me some death stroke of like, yeah, this should be something to kind of slow me down or a handicap, but I'm probably going to make you pay even worse now. Yeah. 
because I'm that badass. Yeah. Yeah, moving on if you want. Moving on. Um, so I did 100 Bullets, number 48, 2003. So I was, was, before you start, I was actually – happy you put this on your list because i remember seeing this this is one of the members on you like i kind of need to start at the beginning yeah. of something i remember when i got into comics um this was everywhere and i was like man i really want this and you're actually your other book were everywhere and i was like i really want to read these but they're already in like issues 40s and 20s and i was like ah, and thank you for prefacing that because i will say about the book it's a vertigo um it's created by brian uh brian as Alorello and uh, Eduardo Rizzo. Um, that's uh, written in art. And the premise is fucking amazing. Um, yeah. I can't say that this issue is amazing because it's a part two of already what's kind of going down. You're playing catch up. But the book styling and like the cover work, like the pages, I don't know. I guess you didn't get it because you didn't I have to give it to you. Like there's a whole different feel to these type of books specifically. So like, already off the shit like off the top i'm gonna say i'm not gonna recommend this issue but i'm recommend the series because essentially it's agent graves walking around and he's basically finding people with the desire to fulfill their revenge right anyone that's been wronged he'll give them the opportunity to do so like he'll set them up with everything they need including um one gun and a hundred bullets to like kill that person that they need to um their primary target essentially and that's the fucking craziest like premise ever because it like hits on so many different things right but the fact that you can just keep entering different worlds different communities different neighborhoods and be like yeah you remember that dude that like fucked you up like round by the like the zoo or whatever and like it turned into like this crazy hunter now you can get revenge on him like here's everything you need to do it and the book is that that's what it's going to be like the steps to get to um the revenge whether or not they get it or not I rate that like a hundred bullets is a great series. This issue essentially not as great of an issue because it's like, dude, just trying to get um, revenge on these hunters who like are just fucking up animals kind of shit. Yeah. The, the, well, yeah. That one guy runs like a, it's like a, not a it's like an animal. I don't want to say sanctuary. It's not a sanctuary, is. but it's like a hunting no. yard. Essentially. Yes. Like, like yeah, you, you pay me to hunt my exotic my animals. animals in here for like yeah. top dollar. And this, like, Tarzan motherfucker is just like, all right, this is my story. Like, I want to get revenge on them. And I will say this for the artwork. It's so fucking stark because it's, like, pages are all completely black. Like, they're just working out of shadows and, like, they add colors to it. Yeah. So that's why I say, like, the, the page, like, actually picking up this page. Like, that's half the reason I picked up this comic because the cover art is fucking um, this giant syringe going into this tiny little man all in this, like, blood red. And then, like, in the background, it's, like, this shadowy figure. Like, it, every every time I've ever seen this comic, it's always jumped out the, the shelf to me. So, like, I rate the fucking series. It's just this one didn't hit as hard as it would have if it was maybe the first of the issue or, like, better revenge stories. Yeah. Um, it's fairly simple in terms of, like, he's just trying to kill off everybody that runs this zoo. But I love how dynamic the pages are and the artwork is to get to that. Like it gave me reminiscence of like Sin City, but they play with color, but there's so much negative space that fucking jumps off the page. And so, when, when you talk about revenge and violence and like things that come out of the shadow, I fucking love that shit. Like it, yeah, that was a page turner for me. It's, not almost, the story. it's almost like the, um, 
Batman animated series because they they used to yes. they used to it's animate on noir. Thank you. On like dark paper, right? They started with dark paper and they'd animate on the dark paper, yes. and that's kind of that's the same and vibe. Change the whole tone of everything. Yeah, yeah, it does. I actually I actually enjoyed this issue, but I um I kind of cheat a little bit because I was like, this is really f-. I liked the tone of it. I liked the the style of it, and I was like, okay, I gotta do some research. So I actually went and did some <laughs> research, like. Cause I didn't it's know what the fuck going on. We've we've cheated on to find. Yeah, out. well, yeah. because but that's that's a testament to show that it's in like it halfway through the issue. I was like, what? Did, like, I want to know. What's going on here, yeah, yeah. There's something great here. Because they do give you a flashback on how the main guy in this Jack is kind of how he got to where he is, and he's they talk about how he's a junkie and and all this stuff. And like you said, they introduce wow. that guy, Agent Graves, and then you find out that Agent Graves does this to like. I, I was under the impression, yeah, exactly. I was under the impression it was just uh, it was just Jack. It was just yeah, it was just one yeah. guy with a hundred bullets. But no, it's like he does yeah. this through. And then Graves is the fucking like, um, what's the word? Protagonist, and that yeah. doesn't make any sense. It's fucking amazing. That's why I rate the series. Like this is a recommend, but like I would start from number one. Like, yeah, I, I want I think to. We're both gonna start from number one. Yeah, that's the funny thing. Yeah, um, I really want to. But like when I get to forty-eight, when I deserve to get to forty-eight. The, for the only reason of I don't really like that story because it's the second part and obviously I don't understand the full world everything else about the fucking book I love mm-hmm. everything else like the writing the style um, the look the feel and the premise the premise is so fucking original and it's so the simple fact that, yeah like everyone has that whole like wanting revenge or vengeance or like I've had that emotion of like if I could get back on this person for whatever stupid little thing it could have been I wonder what would that be like? Like, this is the book that goes there and to such an extent that, oh my gosh, it's fucking awesome. And then you kind of think too, like, I, I, well, at least I was, it's kind of like, okay, so Adrian Graves goes around and like, there's no way that if for, for, for a story like this, there's no way that the people he chooses to give the gun to are uh, just random. It's got to be, like, in my mind, I was like, yep. this has got to be bit part of a bigger picture, one, right? Yeah. So it's kind of like, and then, and this thing, this this thing runs for a hundred issues. So it's like, so that the Azarello and whatever knew it, he knew what he was doing. Is what I'm saying. And so. it, and it looks like we're gonna find a way to talk about these guys a little more somewhere down the line. Honestly, down the line, don't be surprised if there's like an episode on on this whole series because I'm like, I'm yeah. really interested in in going to number one and working my way through it because it's yeah, it's 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 interesting. So it's a good choice. That, and that's not the only comic book I can say that for for this list. That no, yeah. Episode. So those three listeners be getting it of things to come. There's some cool stuff that we're finding or remembering that are out there that just giving us a reason. Yeah. Now that we we we've, we've talked about a few uh, dark comics in a row now, so my number three is actually Mighty Mouse number ten. <laughs> so so awesome. From nineteen from nineteen ninety. <laughs> That's so uh, and it's Marvel Comics. I didn't realize that. At the, yeah. um, I think they absorbed that like fairly early, like the whole, I don't want to say Disney Corporation, but whatever like Mighty Mouse is kind of um, umbrella to, there's always like a group of animated, collected. Yeah, well, he's I, he's been around a whole different places, but it's written, well, this issue is written by um, Dan Slott. Which I was like, holy shit, it's Dan Slott, who's who's on Spider-Man for a long time. Um, which uh, he was the one who did like the Superior Spider-Man and all that stuff. But he's anyway, Dan Slott writer and penciler Mike Kazale. 
and this is like a is this <laughs> and David Utterman. This is a giant parody. It's all like, excuse me, from beginning to end, it's just. It's Mighty Mouse. Parodies on parodies on parodies. Yeah, yeah. yeah. There's Mighty Mouse is basically. What's the story here? He's. He's kind of like a reality star almost, and or like a like a known obviously a known superhero, and basically reality TV personalities are getting their hipness steal, stolen away and they're becoming yeah. they're becoming lame <laughs> and he has to figure out who it is before his show gets canceled but and it, th- this was a very meta comic for a very, very really meta, yeah. just said and just a lot of jokes that they decided to throw in there which is a testament to the good right there's there's fourth wall breaking there's it was hilarious parodies there's um agnost like there's there's all these different things like <laughs> like how the 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 female in the at the beginning, she's traded out for a guy dressed in drag because she doesn't <laughs> she doesn't want to work with this. Like it's so there's so many layers to it, and yes. that makes it interesting. But there's it almost doesn't take a break either. I found it was just like constant oh, joke yeah, yeah. after joke, one after the other. Yeah, yeah, no, it was you're getting your bang for your buck. I was gonna say it's the best comic book to look like it's for a child, but it's actually for an adult. Yes, it's, it's such a Pixar movie. Yeah, um, it wrapped it up really nice. And I was gonna say like going back to like. This is how I kind of got into comics. Um, sure like, like definitely that, yeah. Simpson comics, but like my brothers had like my Donald Duck and um, Mickey Mouse and like Darkwing Duck started getting like stuff like that. So like Simpson comics, Bongo comics, we're all doing that stuff. And my dad always read Archie comics, so those were all over the house, right? Like I remember seeing this type of um, I want to say action or just like uh, paneling more first before I was going into the X Men's and. Uh, the Savage Dragons, mm-hmm. and like it, this was such a fun callback to like how fun comics can be in such a different way, like such an innocent way, but not even innocent because they kept putting all those like little adult jokes in there. Yeah, you're right. Um, it was almost like an episode of The Simpsons. Uh, I laughed way more than I was expecting to, and a lot of them were off the stupid puns, like Andrew Mice Clay and yeah, Andrew Mice Clay was <laughs> and Blue Jay Leno, like yeah, yeah. just prop props to. The, the the colorist like like i love it when those work like the joke sets up and the person actually looks like who you're trying to parody yeah i just actually i wrote i wrote all those names down so there's there's andrew mice clay cat nice. sajak <laughs> blue jay leno scrawny carson ed mcmouse david utterman and arsenio hawk and they're all obviously animal offshoots of those tv personalities <laughs> and like 90 percent are not losing their hip yeah that's right yeah someone going around just stealing just like with a vacuum cleaner just vacuuming out the hip in all these in all these personalities and it's just everyone gets a joke like there's these ambulance mice following mighty mouse everywhere he goes and they have like so many one-liners that just kept rolling me like i kept laughing page by page it it definitely was jam-packed full of as many jokes as possible yeah (laughs) i liked i liked when um the this the part with cat sajak and he's just laying there on the ground. He's just saying, like the the like as his hipness is being stolen away. He's saying that the most lame things. It's like, oh no, he's getting lamer and lamer. <laughs> and, but I even love like uh, meta jokes. Like he finally makes it on David Utterman, and he's like, uh, "Sorry, uh, Dave, the cartoon's been canceled. I'm here to plug the Marvel comic instead." Yeah, that's like that's such a joke within a joke with like we're actually reading about, right? Like we don't watch Mighty Mouse cartoons anymore. Like those were hella old. Yeah, I liked my my favorite my my part. That I liked was when he was doing the news 
with his with his colleague as like he's doing the Mike Mouse because he becomes Mike Mouse but he's not Mighty Mouse and right. they're going through all these disasters that's happening so he's zooming out and fixing the disaster live and then coming back to the station and then his the colleague's going on about oh okay well that's good but now there's another issue over here and like there's a volcano erupting so there's like there's like two or three pages of him just zooming out of the out of the newsroom <laughs> to go and stop a a crisis and then coming oh, back and yeah Mike Mouse. Yeah, Mike Mouse, yeah. And then, like, he wouldn't, by the end of the panel, he wasn't even changing anymore. Like, it was yeah. just him in the Mike Mouse, uh, yeah. like, suit. Yeah, that was, was a good like, joke. Stop. <laughs> a little more info. Yeah. <laughs> Such a Simpson episode. Yeah, that that I found I found that funny. There, there are funny parts. And then, you know, Blue Jay Leno always kills me the way he's drawn because <laughs> he's got that giant chin. Well, we find out that Arsenio Hawk is the one stealing all the hip. And yes. I, call, I call bullshit on that ending. If there's anyone stealing coolness, it's not going to be the one black character yeah. that you have in this comic. Who you could assume is the hippest of them all, right? But yes, maybe... he has the late night show, like the later night show. Like he's not doing. It should have been Blue Jay Hawk Leno. Yeah, well, oh, sorry, Blue Jay Leno. Blue Jay Leno. It's funny because they they say it too. Like I knew he was too hip for one man. <laughs> It's weird when they kept referencing like men, even though like it's an animal. It's a world of animals. Like yeah. everything inhibits. A creature of some sort but yeah they're all anthropomorphic um what did you think of the top 10 list that you got on the cover shots fired yeah no teenage no mutants no ninjas no turtles shot fired how dare you because that was the, that was the number one for the top 10 reasons to buy this issue <laughs> i'm glad i didn't buy it <laughs> yeah yeah i don't see that's the thing this is another one this is 1990 and this is number 10 too so this would be the last I almost said the last episode, the last issue in a 10 issue run. Yeah. And I have no idea what happened before that, but this is basically like, oh, it's almost it's it's like a one shot. Yeah. You, you don't, you're not getting like, they're not reinventing the wheel here. No, it, it, like I said, it, it feels like a one shot. It's like, okay, well, this is, that's all I need. This one issue. And I remember reading this as a kid and I didn't understand um, all the personalities when I was that young. Right. I knew Blue Jay Leno, I think. And that was about it. I didn't know. Oh yeah, too. You gotta understand the references. Fair I enough. understand the references as a kid. I I came back like obviously older, and then I was like, oh shit, Cat Sajak. And like I didn't I didn't know that as a kid. I just knew Leno because the the chin, right? I wonder how many of those old school four kid comics actually had a whole bunch of shit that kids probably weren't getting or should have yeah. been. Yeah, because like you said, this is like a kids. Even the ads in this are for aimed at kids, but it's yeah, it's like it's an it's bright, it's colorful, it's designed for kids. Yeah, a kid's gonna buy this. But it's got the adult humor in it, and the puns. Like when the cow is trying, is gonna, he's threatening to grate. He's got a big cheese grater, and he's gonna, he's gonna grate. This is one of my favorite parts too. He's, it was just nonstop puns. Once you go through this baby, it's all over Pearl. She's like, I know women aren't degraded in cartoons anymore. <laughs> so you read it for it? Anyways, that was the last. I, I'll. I'll read more Mighty Mouse, but I don't. I don't. That's I don't what need I, to, you don't need That's to the question you're answering. Yeah, yeah it's yeah, different, ag- right? Agreed. I would also read more of this. I laughed more than I thought I was going to, and if it's stuff that it's going to be aimed at me anyway, I definitely want to see what it's at. Yeah. Moving to my last one. Yes, it is. Shoe number one, two thousand and nine. Yeah. Like this is this was this is what I meant when when I used to buy comics. I'd see Chew everywhere especially when i was getting into image and stuff and i was like i never picked it up and i always regret i was like man because they were so far into into the run the run already yeah but it's such a accessible to like jump in and read 30 to catch up to where they were yeah 
So now I'm with you. And I think you're already saying that we're probably going to be doing more true shit in the future. Cause oh, I loved it. I loved this issue. This shit was dope. Um, John Lehman is your writer and Rob Gallori. Uh, Guy Lori. Join the list. There's a whole bunch of people that are mad that I can't say their name properly. Um, this story is fucking <laughs> awesome. It's about an officer named Andrew Chu, who is a cybopath? Cybopath? No. Yeah. It, is it was. Cybopath. Cybopath. C I B O P A T H. Cybopath. Um, which essentially is a person that can. He eats things and sees shit. Yeah. You, you can read the kind of. <laughs> the steps that that piece of food got to by the time you're eating it. So if it was a cow, he got to see how it was slaughtered <laughs> and then made it to his dinner plate. If it was um, a carrot, he got to see how it was ripped out of the ground and then boiled um, before he got to eat it. But strangely, his one thing that he doesn't see stuff when he eats food is beets, which is awesome. Like so I'm kind of already all in off of that and the fact that they gave such a weird offset food that's probably going to have fun ramifications down the line. It's such a reverse spinach like Popeye. Beats is going to end up saving him somehow. It's going to be amazing. Um, he doesn't know this to the extent of everyone around him. Like he understands that like he can only eat certain things, but like not to the point that like he could stop mysteries and like um, be like a better detective. Because he he ends up ordering soup when they go to this black market uh, fried chicken restaurant, which is amazing. Yeah. With that whole premise, um, and eats soup and finds out that the one of the sous chefs is cutting up victims of his last bodies and putting it in the soup. Yeah. And selling it as chicken and what the fuck <laughs> like. Yeah. Again, I'm all in. This is something that like I want to stop there because this is something I don't want to spoil. It's so fucking good. Yeah, and and. You have to remember too. What I thought was actually one of the coolest parts of this, of this comic. They don't tell you why, but chicken is illegal. Yes. Like it's outlawed. So the the rest of the chicken restaurant that they go to is like a it's like it's an underground. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Underground. You're just, not supposed to know about it. And the way that they find about like I'll even like they they bring in the FDA. The FDA is a whole other justice system that works in this universe, and it, that's fucking awesome too. So like already there's a mislead to get into a situation where you shouldn't have already been in, but the fact that you have a crazy sous chef that's cutting up people's bodies that's and like up. can sell people's bodies as chicken and like it'll work. Yeah. But like you're the one person out of um, like a billion or something, like they do the fact of how many SIBO uh, paths are actually out there yeah. um, that eats the soup of all the things to order the soup and figures out like, yo, there's a murderer in the fucking kitchen. And it, the comedy just rolls from there, man. It's so fucking good. It's really, really good. Really interesting. It's very unique. It's the, the writing's what well, is really good. The um, dialogue snappy. The characters dynamic, are... amazing. Yes, agreed, agreed. The coloring is like monochromatic and still like, like shaded. Like the way that they use light is very evident. I super appreciate it. Characters are all smart and hilarious. I've already started reading ahead. Um, and Have it, you? Yep. Already gets better. Um, his new boss becomes is a guy named Mike Appleby. You're gonna like him. The big dude. Yeah. The big dude. He's just a dick, right? Like, yeah. and the thing about Andrew Chu is like he's this small, unassuming kind of like tiny Asian man, right? So. Isn't it he, Tony Chu? Tony Chu. My bad. Sorry. Yeah. Um. So like the respect he's not getting, uh, like his and his partner is like this six-two, blonde hair, burly chest, like big dude man, right? So already you kind of see the dynamic of everyone in this world is 
kind of Ori's lumbering over him and he's a small little dude. The fact that he has this one little thing makes him special. And then the fact that he has this one little thing kind of makes him stand out. So like, uh, it's such a good read. The fact that we don't want to spoil it and we spoil everything. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> everything. And it's not even by like, we're trying to ruin things out there for you. Like half the time we're just talking as people that just saw or read the thing that we enjoyed. So fuck it. Why wouldn't we talk about everything in it? This comic is such a like satisfying first read that I don't want to tell you more about it. No, it's funny because I want to read. I want to talk more about it, but um, yeah, and it's I don't know. It's it's just it's silly, but it's it's like the premise is silly. Like it's ridiculous what's going on, but it's yeah, like we said, it's written well. It's it's fun, and it's interesting and it's unique and. and it's presented well. I, yeah. I love the whole, like, the poultry band. I've never heard of that before. That's awesome. Fucking amazing. And uh, I can't remember the pimp's name, but, that, like, it's something about Bear, and that made me laugh, too. Yep. Um, but uh, I was going to say, like, it's so... It's weird in our, in terms of our world, but in their world, everything makes sense. Like, it's not even, like, a concept that, like, is over anyone's head. Like, everything still has its place as outlandish as it may seem to read, mm-hmm. including his power set and, like, his whole, like, figure-out shit. Like, all of that lines up with the tone of the book that like i don't even think it's silly and then reading further it's just like oh it gets even better like you're yeah, already yeah the, look I, I love when they can do this they could they can take like a like a situation like a premise that's ridiculous but they kind of they they're able to ground it to make it, it has serious undertones and everything yeah. about it is serious but it's such a ridiculous premise that's like this is so interesting and this is so wild but they're taking it very seriously but not too seriously so there's still some fun to be had it's right. it's just masterclass, man that's great We'll, we'll we'll be doing stuff on you. We'll be doing stuff on you. <laughs> and do you see the kind of the trick of how you anchor down such a wild idea? Because mm-hmm. Savage Dragon is guilty of the same thing. You make your lead character a a cop, or you put them in a law professional side where there's always going to be a set of rules and laws, and you already have a distinct understanding that this person's on the side of good in most cases, right? Like mm-hmm. they're they're fighting against whatever evils out there. So the fact that evil's so weird or just so out of pocket of understanding, it's okay because you always see that badge. You always understand that's your through line. That's your anchor back to like some sort of normalcy in the world. Oh, they're a cop. So at least there's this set of guidelines and rules. Like they have some sort of authority. Mm -hmm. So you can kind of trust yourself to go off the fucking, uh, off the ring, off the line, right? And just fly off in that world. Mm -hmm. Cause you're looking at like, I'm looking at Savage Dragon. I'm like, Savage Dragon is kind of just like a, he's just like his species is just a dragon but the fact that he's a cop it makes it more kind of like uh digestible at first glance and same thing with chew like chew is something that as you read the book it's gonna get more and more chewy because i don't want to give away anything on this episode um the fact that he's a cop that that's your through line like that's your baseline to be like okay it's not gonna be as crazy because he's always stays on this side of the law yeah because yeah you know exactly that's you said it all. I don't know that. I'm just reiterating what you were gonna say. Yeah. But yeah, it's great. Um, following my final one, it's it's interesting that you put Chew number one in here because my last one is Revival number one from 2012. I always talk about when I got back into comics in 2012. This is one of the first things I picked up was this and some other stuff. This is to get into Image, right? Right. And I read this first issue, and oh. it's. <laughs> it's very it's similar to chew in that it's very tone heavy it takes its premise very seriously Correct. uh it's revival so you can understand that 
it's it's a small town it's actually relevant to to today to today which is kind of funny too but it's small town in wisconsin called uh wasau oh sorry it was written by tim seeley and drawn by mike norton just wanted to mention that there's a small town in wisconsin that has people that come back to life not everybody but there's people that come back to life and rather than act like zombies they come back as offshoots of their old self so it's like they're, they're back but they're a little different and nobody can figure out what it is and some are very different some are a little different some you don't but they you would clones, maybe they're yeah clones. They're, they're almost like clones yeah they're Re- revivers right revivers revivers right Re- revivers yeah they call them revivers i was saying reavers so i was like this can't be right Reaver, no no they call them revivers and it follows dana cypress who's a cop just like tony chu um and her kind of maneuvering and being put in charge of like the reviver not task force but the reviver unit to to study everything that she knows about them while their town is in quarantine because nobody knows like because everybody knows it's it's hap- something's happening but nobody knows if it's like a disease or you know some sort of illness or or supernatural or so they lock the town down so nobody can leave this small town right and it's it's all about that shit like it's her just kind of maneuvering things so you kind of discover um what is different about the revivers and it's dark it's like it's a noir so it's not it's not silly like or it's not as light as yeah, but it's is. not paced like a noir. Like the look no. and feel isn't of a noir, which was cool. And it it still has like I don't want to say dark humor, but there's humor in it, right? Like there's yeah. levity. The fact that like her sister is a side character, like she has some playing off with that kind of things like that. So yeah, um, com- compared to like other dark or sorry noirs that we've read in this review, it it doesn't hit that way. But you're completely right. Like it's it's such a you would think a slow pace kind of like what's this who done it shit, but because the action's so bloody and kind of like it ramps up real fast. Mm-hmm. You don't have to wait for that shit. Like it's, it's, it's Fargo. If you gave Fargo meth and acid. Yeah. Yeah. You're right. It's, and some weird shit. Cause they, they, there's really weird stuff in there. And I remember that that's what kind of captured me. Like, you know, the, the, when Dana's son's out in the forest and that there's that ghost thing, like, right. like what the fuck is that? And then, yeah. <laughs> And then the ending and then of this, the ending, that kid, and the kid's yeah. like, "What the fuck?" Yeah, he's like, "What?" Because <laughs> like, like, it just kind of shows up in nature, right? Like it's just a ra- random forest, and he sees it step out. Like I thought it stepped out of the animal for one second. Like, uh, oh, that car- that zebra hybrid. Yeah, thing? yeah, yeah. Well, and that, that's a whole other side like thing yeah. too. I don't know yeah. what you talked about the source, but that was cool. Like, there's it. Uh, I, I didn't, didn't get to say it, but it's got some Twin Peaks to it, right? Like, there's, yes. there's things that yes. happen behind closed doors that you don't know, and there's just weird shit that like you really don't know. So. I liked it, and I remember you giving it to me. So like, yeah, I was, I was, I, was, I, that shit. I used to be huge into the. I was so engrossed in this in this comic. I I read for a long time. I don't think I actually ever finished it. It goes about forty seven issues. I think I was somewhere in the thirties, and I dropped off for whatever reason. I think that's when I kind of stopped doing comics for a while. But it was, I was so enamored with this. Excuse me, because the and it was all really because this first issue the. The weird things that they they drip feed you randomly, like oh here's a ghost in the woods, oh here's a, <laughs> here's a zebra that you've never like it's a zebra horse hybrid, and they cover everything that happens, so you understand what these all are afterwards. And the way this comic ends is like, okay, how do you not re- how do you not read ahead? It's like okay, well, yep. what if f- like the way it ends is bonkers. 
I don't know. Um, I don't know. I don't know how much you stressed it too, but she's a cop. Yes. Right. Like, again, that's it's such a good way or easy way to if you know you're going to do something crazy in your comic and you want to kind of always have a return back to center or a grounding or a, a reset mark, you make one of your pivotal characters a cop. Because that's a, such an easy identifiable thing that the reader, like, you don't have to think about it. You understand what it means to be a cop. So you know she has a gun. You know she can be the first one in. You know that, like, she's... I, I don't want to give away more from it because the last few panels are fucking the best with the granny and shit. Yeah, the old ladies. That's insane. I was... I remember reading that so first good. time and I was getting chill. I was like, what the fuck is going on? Cause but the, the fact that she's a cop that leads mm-hmm. that. Like, it's not just this random construction worker that decides to go chasing after old right, yeah, yeah, she, she's a reason she's a reason <laughs> she's to be gotta there. be there yeah, yeah. It's, it's it's a it's an interesting trick that i'm starting to notice more and, and it's different to go back to chew too like there's tony is like he's a he's a cop like a like a roly in like a bigger city yeah where dana is uh, uh a small town cop so it's yeah it's kind of two like different state, dynamics like state parole yeah like so yeah exactly for so for him for tony and shu he's got to kind of maneuver the politics and and all that jazz in like a larger city in here she's got to deal with the solitude of being underfunded understaffed and her dad's the boss or her dad's the sheriff so it's like there's like another layer there right that she's got to kind of impress him while still doing the job but and then she's in like i said she's she's put in in charge of all crime, all reviver crime related incidents. And this is all a new thing. Brand it's, new. Yeah, it's cool because it, it's it's new, but it's not like it's not like zero day. It's just like these things have been happening for a while. We don't know f- what the fuck it is, but this is it's we're kind of like you're kind of thrust like I think it's a couple weeks into it. Yeah. Brand new what I meant when like she's writing the book on it. Like she's yes. gonna be the lead kind of research and have the manual to revivers. Yes. And so far <laughs> it's not really working out in no. her but it's worth the read. Like I can't wait to keep reading this bad boy too. Yeah, and yeah, and I like I said, I did. I probably I should go back and because I have a lot of issues here, and I should go back and just reread them because I remember I, I really like this. I think it went on. Some some of these image books go on for a little too long, and there's a bit of filler. And then like it's it's tough when it's always difficult to to do the month to month thing because yeah, they'll, the books will go on hiatus for six months sometimes, or you know they'll they'll take breaks, and it's kind of like, all right, well it's been like a year since I read issue one and so it's that that's always tough for me i always prefer graphic novels but i remember it's exciting grabbing when it, as long as they they come out steadily it's good but image is a little different with that so I, I can't promise but i'm pretty sure most of these we've got issues is going to be something from earlier years we're not probably going to pick a lot of two, 2020 uh, no, comics no. Out of it. gives no. us a chance to actually keep reading and again uh revival is one of those that i'm going to keep uh reading yeah, well, and, and part of the reason we did this is because we I wanted to, well, we both did, to talk about shit that's like not, that's kind of off the beaten path a little bit. Yeah. Like, when were we going to cover Revival or Chew, right? When we, I don't know, we may have, but now that we have read one of each, it's like, okay, now we have to get these in somewhere. When 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 else were you going to read Robotics? Uh, you know what? You know, like... <laughs> Nobody cares. <laughs> 